going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 91 of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is episode 2 of the Sorry Short series. This time we went over the NBA, pretty much. We talked about the Western Conference and the dominant Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant. Following that, we went over the Eastern Conference, and we went over the Toronto and Milwaukee series, and we made our predictions there. Next, we talked about some NBA rumors, talked about some AD, KD, Kyrie, LeBron, and then we finally capped it off with the joke that is the Los Angeles Lakers and Magic Johnson. So enjoy this one and enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day. We'll be back with you on Monday for an actual Monday rundown, and enjoy the pod. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is an NBA heavy one today. Tom, what's up buddy? You ready to talk some association or what? Absolutely. So this is probably another Sorry short. Won't be too long. So we debuted our new, I guess, type of podcast or whatever you want to call it. Sorry shorts with the most it's recent It's got a nice one. ring to it. You know, I'm just, I'm a creative genius as of other things as CEO oh, and, boy. and you do a good job doing your COO duties. So thank you. you make a nice team. Thank you. I, I got agree. you a gift. Did we I are not? a good team. You did. You did. You're a good guy. Um, the good vibes tour apparently. And you're uh, on your second reopened. glass of that gift already. Which uh, is making me nervous. <laughs> it's a podcast uh, extravaganza day, man. What can I say? Um, let's get started in the West. We usually start in the East. We'll start in the West because quite honestly, that series ended before it even began. The Golden State Warriors swept the Portland Trail Blazers 4-0 without Kevin Durant. He didn't make an appearance. There's questions about him for the finals, but we'll save that in a minute. This was probably the closest four-game sweep I've ever seen because Portland was in every single one of these games, and even in games three and four, held leads as large as 17. But then the core group of Golden State that we've seen since the 2014-15 season showed up again. Steph, dominant. Clay, dominant. Draymond looked lighter, looked more agile, looked dominant. a little more free without Kevin Durant. And dominant. This was the, I think this was the Warriors. You indicated this earlier when we did our Monday rundown last week, which seems like forever ago. This is the Warriors fuck you moment to the rest of the league saying, oh, you know, you just got two more titles because of Durant. Oh, no, no, no. They're still really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, they. this is a throwback to 2015-2016 when they didn't win the championship, but they did win 73 games. This team's still the best team in the league, the most talented team in the league. These three players are amazing together, and knock on wood, knock on everything, you know, it's not, um, it's not the Good Vibes Tour anymore. It's the Don't Kill Tom Tour now. So hopefully that keeps going with Kevin Durant coming to the Knicks, and they're going to prove that they don't need him. Yeah, I don't think... They're already doing that. Yeah, they've already shown that. I think Portland was their best matchup for a West Final. I think in their minds, they already had the Western Final dealing with Houston in round two. And that's no knock on Portland. I think if they had a healthy Nurkic and even a healthy Cantor, remember Cantor had that that separated shoulder, and he was kind of a shell of himself. I mean, they had a couple really Dame nice... Dame got pro- hurt as well. Yeah, Dame wasn't himself. You know, they you could tell that they were beat up from that Denver series. But looking at Golden State, 
this is a team that we can doubt as much as we want, but watching them play a team like Portland, they're just so much better, and it's not even close. And I think if Portland had Nurkic, Dame was a little healthier, okay, maybe they win one or two of these games. But there's a reason that the Warriors have been now, what is this, five straight finals. It's because they know how to come back in big games. They know how to deal with adversity. And they just trust their system. And they have some of the best to ever do it. We can't overlook Iguodala. Another couple guys like Quinn Cook and Looney had monster series. And this team just looks like a juggernaut. And Looney's good. Looney's playing himself, I think, into a really nice contract. He's a free agent Time at the end of the year. year. Yeah. At least... I think he's I think he's playing himself into that. I felt bad for Portland because they did play really well, and people who just look at this series on the periphery will be like, that series wasn't close. Obviously, as far as wins-losses, it wasn't. But Portland played well. I think that that nucleus is solidified. I If I'm them, I don't try to shake things up at all. But I have a proposal for you. Okay. Would you do, if Philadelphia came to you, and offered you Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum straight up, would you do it? Oh, all right, Bill Simmons, NBA trade mis- machine over here. Uh, what, do we work for the ringer now? No. <laughs> but this is some. But this is an interesting one because he no, did I propose it on his pod, but the more I thought about it, I heard it from other sources too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. From who? Portland? I wouldn't do it from Portland's side. C.J. McCollum can knock down a three. If Ben Simmons doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's nothing. But they, think, they think that... I mean, Dame probably could play off the ball a little bit, but... Yeah, I think that that's their thought. They have two guys who are kind of the same kind of player. Willard's more dynamic, but him and McCollum, I wonder if you put somebody, a point guard who's a little more better in the pick and roll, that maybe that frees up Willard a little bit. I don't know. I'm not saying that this is going to happen at all. I don't think it's a terrible trade from either side. I think both benefit from it, but if I'm on the Portland side, I wouldn't do it. On On the Sixers side, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Do you keep Portland the way they are? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think, by all accounts, the West is going to get weaker next year with KD going to the other side and the Rockets getting a year older. Nuggets are going to be there, obviously, but I still don't think that they have the pieces to go over the top. I think that, honestly, the Portland Trailblazers next year, if Durant leaves, are probably a top three team in the Western Conference. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, I honestly think they should stand pat. And... This is an organization that's shown that they're not they're not reactionary. Like they're not a organization that's gonna go ahead and just shake things up because they have to. This was a real accomplishment for them, and I've eaten a lot of crow with this series. I mean, what this whole playoff run for them. I said this is not a team that's built for the playoffs. Look at how they got swept by New Orleans last year. This isn't a great playoff team. They proved me wrong. They got to the West Finals and lost to this the newest dynasty in the NBA. I can't well, really shit on them for that. I mean, you've eaten a. I guess you could say you've eaten a good amount of crow, but again, Toronto Raptors are up three two right now, and the Golden State Warriors are already in the finals. So I think you're going to come out smiling like roses when those two go to the finals. Yeah, but you got to understand. That was your prediction. Going was out on yeah, it was, but going out on a limb on Golden State. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Hey, you, what's right is right, buddy. Yeah, no, good I appreciate job. that. Are you good starting job. a new Good Vibes tour? Or? No, but I'm just, I, I have to be straight down the middle. I have to be fair. No, I appreciate, I appreciate I have that. to be fair. I, so <laughs> when you're right, I, you're right. I appreciate that. We'll see what happens in the East. And speaking of the East, let's head over there. So Toronto goes into Milwaukee and wins the first road game of the series. 
And I'm going to be honest with you. I love everything about Giannis. I think he's incredible. But but when a team sees him as frequently in a series as Toronto has and actually has the personnel to not stop him but contain him a bit, he's really struggled in the last three games. Well, His yeah, spin they've, move, they've come down on him and they've kind of created a wall. And the, the real problem is uh, is when that happened in the regular season, because you can't say it didn't happen, the guys around him, him were playing incredibly well. They were knocking down shots. Aside from that 29-point outburst from your boy, Brooke Lopez, where has anybody else been? Middleton's been terrible. Yeah, he had a really good game last night, though. All in all, he's been pretty bad. Yeah, he's Brog- missed a lot of yeah, open shots. Brogdon's been absent. Brogdon has been in and out. Yep. Bledsoe's been out. Awful. Period. Awful. Terrible. I was wrong on him. Yeah, and you know that $70 million contract looked pretty good throughout the year, but now it looks pretty bad. Oh, good God. He's um, almost unplayable right now. And yeah, I mean, every once in a while, Miritich or Ilyasova will give you a little something, but you can't really rely on those guys. And the guys that you were relying on all season that propelled you to be the best team in the league have not been there. No, they haven't. And Giannis and nothing else. Yeah, that that spin move that Giannis has where he can just out-physical everybody else. I mean, you saw flashes of it last night with that dunk he had in transition over two guys. I got to say, and we, we touched upon this last week, Kawhi Leonard has now taken over the best player in this postseason. But Has Steph Curry? I still give it to Kawhi. Yeah, I do too. I but. mean, the guy looks clearly hurt, and he's been incredible on both ends. I mean, he's playing top-tier defense along with being the guy. I hope he goes guy. to the Nets for you next year. Oh, my. Don't tease me like that, man. I would. That would be Is absolutely good amazing. Is coming back? I, I, making a question. I really have to say. I mean, you're you're exciting me on this podcast. Came in hot on the last one, though. On the last pod. Yes, you did. But that was well-warranted. Uh, this podcast I feel like you are trying to bring the good vibes toward back. I have and to. I appreciate it because you still have NBA free agency to look forward to in a couple weeks. Or but it'll just push me down deeper. One or the other. We'll just say you're looking forward to it. Yeah. But, I mean, Kawhi has just been remarkable in all facets of the game. But I give Lowry credit. You know, I've shat on Lowry a lot. And rightfully so. I called the Raptors gutless last year. And I them kind of you know when we went on Mike Phillips podcast that was the first time I declared that they would win the East they got Marcus all who's been a great contributor to them they won that crazy game seven against Philly but I look at them and I'm like okay prove it to me you know Kawhi you bring in a top what five player in the league and you expect him to handle his business but you you now have guys like Lowry who are playing well. Van Fleet had a monster game last night. Siakam doing what he does under their new head coach, Nick Nurse. Prove it to me. Tell me that you're not the same old Raptors. They're one, away, they're one win away from proving that they're not. So now that we have that out of the way, we know who's going to the finals for the Western Conference. That's a given in a four-game sweep. Who are we taking in this series as currently constituted, Bucks or Raptors? You sticking? Of course. They're up 3-2. They got to win one before Milwaukee wins two. I would assume you're going to stick or are you going to hedge? I'm going to hedge. Yeah? They figured out how they got the Giannis rules going. 
They had the Jordan rules, the LeBron rules. Now they got the Giannis now, rules. Now they're playing in Canada, game six. Drake will be there <laughs> in full force. And, you know, I have to say this, and, and Reggie Miller said this on a broadcast. You know, Drake is one of the celebrity super fans. Got to go to the away games. You have to go to the away games. Spike Lee went into hostile territory. Jack Nicholson went into hostile territory when it was a lot worse, when you could probably get possibly killed. Hostile for for Spike Lee. He went to Indiana, which is the birthplace of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Which he said on that 30 for 30, if you remember. And he was there sitting courtside. I would give Spike Lee a lot of credit. You're right. And not Reggie to Miller's mention, right. I don't know if you pay attention to the Instagram world or whatever. I don't think you do. To I don't honest, have an Instagram. I, to be honest, I, follow I, think sorry sports. In, I think you live... There you go. I think you live in a cave sometimes. But Drake actually... Not only did he get his own PJ, it's like a fucking Boeing 747. It's an OVO jet. He has his own jet. It's not like one of those, oh, like little airports with the propeller jets, or it's not like one of those net jets. What, that are you flying out of Kennedy? D- literally. You should Toronto see the size International? Of this thing. Yeah. You could. You could remodel this thing and make it a passenger, Delta, or whatever other company you want airplane. And you can't fly to Milwaukee. Well, he can. He doesn't want to. I mean, the nightlife probably isn't great there, but you got to go to the games. You have to. Yeah, wasn't he rallying the home crowd in Toronto last night? They did like a viewing party or something. I mean, listen, he's always courtside and he always sits right where the cameras are. He sits right mid Oh, he knows what's going on. Yeah. You know he's there. He's always rocking a fresh pair of whatevers. He's, I think he's still a Jordan brand guy. But you got to go to the away games if you're a super fan. And when I do become a Knicks super fan, I'm probably banned from the garden right now if Dolan ever got got word of this. Bezos, it's a, it's a fresh, clean slate, bro. But when bro, Bezos comes in, my guy Bezos... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going to those. The good away vibes games. tour has restarted. Sorry, sports will be at those away games. I can't wait. Oh, I'll be there. And when, so will when you. the Knicks have Kevin Durant and AD and Kemba Kyrie, I will be at those. And the away Nets games have Kawhi and and D'Angelo Russell resigns. We're we're good too. Ooh, word word on the street is they're gonna get Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell is gonna go to the wayside. Which I don't know if this is kind of a hot take. I don't think it is because a lot of people have been saying this. I'll take D'Angelo Russell. Thank you very much. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. So why don't we just get into the rumors, right? So I'm looking right now at a Kyrie situation. And I'll look at it from two sides. One, if he wants to be on a team, I trust that he is going to be the Kyrie Irving of the Cavaliers days. Stop it. Now, the Stop reason right being now is he wanted to be on the Celtics. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He, if the Celtics were not on his list of teams. My friend, if it, you don't remember, and let me refresh your memory, it was all but a done deal. He was going to another team, and then the Celtics came in and made an offer, and he said, I will absolutely 110% resign with the Celtics. I want to go to Boston. No, he, Boston was never his he, because destination. Because he didn't think that Boston was going to make an offer. But the old, if the you whole, don't remember, the whole thing with Boston. Boston came in, blew him out of the water. His dad tried out for the Celtics, all this, that, and the third. All he wanted to the do was The whole thing be a with Celtic. Boston is it never seemed like that was an organic situation because he but didn't at play in Game 7 last year. He wasn't the in the playoffs. He, he didn't even show up to Game 7 of the Eastern Finals. At the beginning, when Kyrie demanded a trade from Cleveland or whatever happened. Minnesota, Miami, New York, and Brooklyn were his teams. Yes. 
because he did it. But then Boston came in, and he said, I will 100% sign with the Celtics, and the deal got Fine. done. Do you know why you make a list of teams? It's because those are your preferred destinations because if they work. Go back and do and do some research on it. I, I did plenty you. of it. No. Nope. Yes. I'm telling you, Listen, Sean, he the whole wanted thing to be with a Boston Celtic. is that city didn't embrace him after everything that happened. Boston likes their homegrown guys. And he said, I'll love to be back if you'll have me. That was a weird way of saying, let's see how the year goes. And oh, he I, had one of his best statistical years. I'm not arguing with you. I completely agree with you when it comes to him being in a Celtics uniform. But previous to that, he jumped at the chance to become well, a Celtic. Also, because he, wa- he his whole point was he wanted to be the guy. He was tired of being the second fiddle and thought he could lead a team. Which is why he put the Knicks, Nets, Heat, and Wolves on, that, on his list. For some reason, the Wolves were on there. I have no idea why. Maybe it was the Andrew Wiggins thing and he felt some kind of attachment to to him because he never got to play with him after he was drafted number one by the by the Cavaliers and then shipped off right there to uh, to Minnesota for for Kevin Love when LeBron got there. Either way, he wanted to be the guy. So the reason that Boston excited him, it wasn't necessarily because Boston as a destination was the, his. I can't wait to go to Boston. Bottom line is he wanted to be a Celtic, and if he, he wanted to, to be in a young team. If he wants to be a net today, he might not want to be a net tomorrow. And that's the scary thing. So what I'm trying to say is, if he wants to be a net, uh, then you take your chance of saying, listen, I love D'Angelo Russell. I want the Nets to re-sign him. I think D'Angelo Russell is a budding superstar. We've already seen him crack that precipice. But Kyrie Irving is a top five player, top six player in this league. If he says, I want to be a net, you have to jump at that opportunity. The only issue I have is his situation in Brooklyn. If he doesn't take another star with him, is not going to be is not going to be any different from what it just was in Boston. He's going to have a bunch of young players who haven't won before, and he's going to try to take control. I think again that's why he recognizes New York City for the Knicks. If he goes with Durant, makes more sense. I think his people are going to try to push him to Brooklyn, but I think he's going to say I. I think he knows himself now. He's not a leader. He can make a clutch shot in the big moment, but as the number two guy. He doesn't want to deal with being the number one guy. The Nets, you probably got Russell, unless Kyrie. Either way, it's a good situation. I don't know. I'll take a 23-year-old. I, I agree. Unharmed but if you're, D'Angelo Russell. But if I don't you, think he's but, had any major injuries. No, he hasn't. But if you, but Kyrie Irving's got a bad if knee. You're going to tell your fan base... And you got to tell people around the league, I passed up a tra- a you know generational talent for a guy that we project to be what eighty percent of Kyrie Irving at best. And I'm a that Russell fan. It is tough. But. It's it's tough. But anyway, so where else is he looking? You've got New York, which has been the rumored destination to go with Durant. But then you've got this sleeping giant in Los Angeles where he's shopping in L.A. yesterday. He's talking to LeBron. LeBron liked an Instagram post of Kyrie in a Laker jersey. Can this actually happen? We're going to talk about the Lakers later. We had them third, but we transitioned into free agency and rumors. So we'll do that first. Can you actually see Kyrie Irving 
going back two years later to play with LeBron James in Los Angeles? Nothing surprises me in the NBA anymore, man. Nothing at all. I would not be even a little bit surprised. Do I think that it'll happen? No, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's going to be in a Knicks uniform, and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be rooting for him. I'm going to tell you, aha, the Nets didn't get him, and I'm going to do a complete 180 on my D'Angelo okay, Russell take. So of course, listen, but the thing about it Kyrie, happen. the thing about Kyrie is nobody's ever. It's all about his personality and his mood swings. He's a better player than D'Angelo Russell. And that's not a knock on D'Angelo Russell. Kyrie Irving is just an incredible player. But he's temperamental and he has mood swings. And that's just who he is. From a talent perspective, you can't question anything about him as a player. Anything. So if you're a Knicks fan, if you're a Laker fan, if you're a Net fan, shit, if you're any other fan and he goes somewhere completely out of nowhere... You're ecstatic if you get Kyrie Irving. You just know what could possibly happen. So we talked about this a little bit when we talked about your New York basketball Knicks last podcast. The Pelicans will not trade AD to the Lakers under any circumstance, according to their owner, Gail Benson. And I love that. I like spite. It's a good thing. Plus, the Lakers don't have anywhere near, even with their number four pick, the talent pool to go get AD that the you know new GM, David Griffin, is going to be looking for. I personally think he still wants out. I know they're going to have the rights to Zion, but let me paint a picture for you and see if you agree. He gave up on that team last year, and he didn't want to be there, and... That team should have been a playoff team with the talent around him. Not saying they should have won even a series, but they should have been a playoff team. They're bringing in Zion Williamson, who is box office, can do no wrong, and fans are excited about. From a talent perspective, you're going to have AD play aside, play aside Zion. That's incredible, right? It's a nice pick and roll. It's really nice. AD doesn't seem like he wants to play second fiddle to a guy who's just stepping into the NBA. And I think he really is tired of playing in New Orleans. So, if he goes to David Griffin, they're supposedly meeting out in LA soon, and says, listen, I love the fact you guys got the number one pick, and you're going to have a really nice team. I don't want to be here. I am leaving at the end of this year. And I need out. Here are my teams. Are the Pelicans going to trade him to the New York Knicks, the Boston Celtics, or is there a dark horse like a Philadelphia 76ers laying in the weeds? What is your best package for Anthony Davis if he's dealt? If the Celtics are willing to part ways with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and a few picks like a Memphis pick or any of the other picks that they have, the Celtics. But... If they're not, it's the Knicks. The Lakers aren't even close. Because Alonzo Ball can't stay on the court, and he's has not proven much of anything except that he's a good defender and obviously an elite passer. Jump shot hasn't improved at all when he's been on the court. And Brandon Ingram 
I mean, he's got that, I hope, I wish him the best and I hope everything's all good, but he's got that blood clot issue and we saw how, I don't know how similar they were, but the blood clot issue ended Chris Bosch's career. Very similar. Very early. Very similar, by the way. Chris Bosch had a, like, what, especially in nowadays NBA center type of, type, the way they play, he had another, he'd probably still be playing to this day and putting up big numbers and probably making all-star teams. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. So that's scary. And what else do the Lakers have? Kyle Kuzma, okay, maybe a six man on a good team. Yeah, I'm not a Kuzma guy. No, I mean, I like Kuzma. I think he's got a good skill set. He's tall, he's long, he's explosive, somewhat explosive, but he's a six man on, on a top three team in the league. So I don't see where, I don't see where and which way the Lakers have the best pick. You mean they're the best best package? Hell no. They absolutely don't. Knicks have a better pick and better talent to give them and more picks. Yep, absolutely. And I think if Kyrie does go to Brooklyn or go to Los Angeles or somewhere else and Kevin Durant says, hey, I still want to come to the Knicks, but you have to make sure you get AD, I think the Knicks are getting AD. They don't have a Tatum or Brown, but they have the picks. Knox. And Knox and Robinson and Trier and a Dennis Smith Jr. in the number three pick. There's a lot of things to like about that. Kyrie goes back to the to the Lakers. Somebody's going to get Lonzo Ball cheap, and it's going to be interesting because I think he could have a D'Angelo Russell situation. Do you really? He's an elite defender already and a great passer. He runs the fast break, not to mention he's the second tallest point guard in the league behind Ben Simmons, who's really not a point guard. He's the, he's the tallest. He's six foot seven as a point guard. He's got like a seven foot wingspan. You're talking about Simmons. No, I'm talking about um, Lonzo Ball. Oh, I didn't I didn't know he was six seven. I thought he was like six four, six five. No, I think I yeah. believe he's six seven. Okay. And if you can get any semblance of a jump shot off that guy, and think about it, DeAndre Russell, you basically got him for pennies on the dollar. I mean, you got him for Kyle Kuzma and cap relief, basically, right? Yeah, Brooke Lopez. Okay, yeah. how long did he... He's not, he's not on the Lakers anymore, and he wouldn't do any good no, for the Nets. No, but that's who they got for him. Yeah. I mean, I think Lonzo Ball, if he goes to, let's say, an Orlando Magic, where they've been desperate for a point guard, or a New York Knicks, if the Knicks don't get anybody hot, because you know I'm high on Lonzo, or, or, or some of these other teams that are looking for a guy who can pass first with a, with a jump shot that needs a little work, but he's not... Markel Fultz or Ben Simmons, he can actually knock a few down. Yeah, but he's not open. D'Angelo Russell either. Russell had a shot. Russell's shot got better, but I Russell... I agree with you, but keep in mind, he's got skills that D'Angelo Russell will never be able to achieve. He has the size and he has the defensive prowess that D'Angelo Russell could try as hard as he wants and work out as hard as he wants, and he will never, ever have No, that. I agree with you. I, I, You're higher on Lonzo than I am. I'm not a big Lonzo guy. I don't like point guards that can't shoot, which is why I speculate about Simmons trades because I just see him and Embiid just getting stuck Lonzo's together. I think Lonzo's shot can be improved. That's how I feel about that. And I think there's a better chance of Lonzo's shot getting improved than D'Angelo Russell's defense, Ben Simmons' jump shot, Fultz's jump shot. I just think that, that the tools are there. It's going to come down to desire, and can you stay on the court? I think, well, that's the number one. Yeah, thing that's is, that's a that's a big thing for this me. This guy seems to get hurt around every trade deadline, so I don't know. Yeah, but I 
Yeah, Lonzo scares me. I still think that the Knicks have the better have the better package than the Lakers. Oh, I agree with you completely. I was just saying speculatively, speculatively if the Lakers got Kyrie. Yeah. Because then they don't really have a need for Lonzo. Although, Lonzo defending on the ball, I guess... I mean, how many basketballs can you have? And the interesting thing about well, Lonzo don't forget is about he Le- doesn't Le- like LeBron takes the ball, the ball up a lot, too. LeBron's the point forward. Well, he's, and Lonzo's the type of guy who, although he's not a great shooter, can really play well off the ball. He's really good at cutting. He's a, he's a tremendous athlete. He can catch a lot of lobs. And he fires off passes the second he touches the ball sometimes, and he always puts him in the right no, spot. No, he has great court vision. Nobody can doubt that. I think that that is so interesting if the Lakers get Kyrie because that's another domino that that can fall and lead to a lot of other situations. Okay, we've ignored the elephant in the room. Kevin Durant. According to Rich Kleiman, he's completely undecided on his future, which contradicts a lot of reports that it's 90 to 95% that he's going to the Knicks. Well, what are you going to say? They were talking about the, of the Clippers. Run. No, I agree, but... My question to you would be, do you believe it at all? And No. Do you... He's going to be a Nick, right? Like, I feel he's going to be a Nick. You feel he's going to be a Nick. I don't know if he's going to be a Nick, but I don't believe that he doesn't have his mind made up. I don't know where he's going. I, I don't know where he's made his mind up to, who's but I more he's un, made up Who's more mind. indecisive and undecided? Kyrie or KD? Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie's going to wait it out and see the best options. I think Brooklyn is an option. I think... The New York Knicks are an option. I think going back to the Celtics are an option. I think the Lakers are an option. Who has for Kyrie? What's a better chance for KD? The Knicks or a combination of the Clippers, Warriors, and Nets? I lean towards probably the Knicks. I agree. A little bit. I agree. Honestly. I agree. Now, a week ago, if you asked me this question, and the Warriors weren't playing like the best team ever, I probably would have said something else. But now, currently constituted, I think the Knicks. Has Durant played his last game in Golden State? I think he'll play in the finals. How long does the finals go? That's my question. Because it's... This calf strain is obviously worse than it was ever led on to be. And anybody that knows anything about calf strains, those things are nasty. You do not come back from those in a quick amount of time. You saw the way he left the court that game five in the third quarter against Houston. And I think that, you know, I definitely disagree with Chris Broussard, who said this is his worst nightmare. And KD's been going at it against him on Twitter, and it's kind of been fun. Because I don't really like Chris Broussard as an analyst. I feel like he's wrong a lot more than he's right. But... Not welcome on the pod, I guess. Not welcome on the pod. Wow. Um, But at least from my vantage point. Okay. Well, I'm CEO. I have the autonomy to make any decision I want. Does my input mean anything? Yeah, it does. Okay. I'm taking it into consideration. I appreciate that. Um, Good guy. Good vibes towards back. Um, Or just don't kill Tom. Um, But... I think I don't think it's his worst nightmare because I do think he no, wants to he's win. Got two fucking rings, and he'll get a third. But I think he also wants to be a big part of that. And having to watch from the bench as this team just goes on a well, roll without him, that's tough for him to stomach. But it's not. I, mean, if you, I think he's had his foot out the door anyway, and that was what the whole tomorrow, argument with Draymond was about. If you early quit in the tomorrow, season. and sorry, sports takes off, and we stay friends. 
I mean, you're going to be happy for me, but when you're in bed at night with laying next to Mike, Easy. you're going to say, Easy. fuck those guys. I hope that the website crashes tomorrow. Of course. Yeah. And we all would be like that. But the guy's got two rings. And he's going to get another one this year when they win. And it's he'll be fine. Either way, it's not his worst nightmare. No, of course not. Obviously, it's not ideal situation for him. But it's not like he's playing like shit and Steve Kerr benched him. He was the baddest man on the fucking planet. He won two he's straight finals MVPs. Two straight finals MVPs. Not to mention, he's the the rest of the Warriors were playing like shit, and he was carrying them for through the first two rounds. And he's pretty much the only reason why they're here right now in the first place before the rest of them decided to wake up and become who they truly are. So, no, I don't think it's his worst nightmare. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Sucks for him, but he'll be fine. Yeah, and I'd love to see him play a game or two, but the reason I posed that question to you is like, wouldn't that be so weird? Like, I didn't think it was going to get any weirder than when LeBron left the TD Garden after losing Game 6 to Boston in 09, the 09-10 season, walking off, and it's like, he can't leave Cleveland, can he? Now, I know that was a different circumstance, but this kind of feels that way. Like, it would be so anticlimactic if the Warriors win the finals and he never plays another minute and they're celebrating either at Oracle or you're in Canada about, or Milwaukee. You're talking about LeBron leaving? You all know another weird situation. How about when Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City and they were going toe-to-toe with the Warriors and took him to seven games and then instead of saying, yeah, that's let's a good one too. Up, yeah, much let's more relative. up and let's go for this thing again, he turns around and joins him. I yeah. think that's even more weird. Yeah. Because at least LeBron, you could justify it by saying, Come on, who's the best player that they've put around me in Cleveland? A big old Shaq, no disrespect to one of the greatest centers of all time, but he was old and fat at that time. A Larry Hughes. Mo Williams. Mo Williams, Adrunas Elgaskis. Yeah. I mean, come on. I think the Durant no. thing's a lot more weird. Yeah, no, I agree. I was talking more from like, you know, you're talking about LeBron leaving his team. It, like That just felt like his team. Well, this Dur- isn't Kevin Durant's team, man. No, it's Never not. And, 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 it, and it not necessarily was when he was in OKC either because he still had Westbrook and Ibaka was still there. Not that Ibaka was Durant or even Westbrook, but it felt like that was more of a nucleus. But, you know, Durant was... There was rumors and a couple of people very much plugged in, right? He's gone and he's going to... There, there's a good chance that the Warriors are going to sign him. We just couldn't believe it because it's like there's no way he's going to go to the team. That just knocked him out from a three, coming back from a 3-1 deficit, right? But LeBron, it was like, it just it felt so anticlimactic. I think that's more what I was trying to say, especially because even though the Warriors came back to win that, to win that series against uh, Oklahoma City, Golden State had a 72-win team. That Cleveland team was like, okay, they were just in the finals two years before. my friend. 73. 73. So they had, that Cleveland team was just in the finals two years before. You have LeBron entering his prime. He's going to stay. He's going to recruit. No, he goes to South Beach. Either way, it would be such a weird situation to see uh, Kevin Durant not even be able to celebrate like as part of the team. Obviously, like they they're going to win the last two rounds without him. But... It has seemed like he's had one foot out the door. That's what caused that, you know, that battle with that with uh, Draymond in early in the season when he was like, "You're already out the door, man." You know, we know that. I don't know. Draymond's caused a lot because Kevin Durant would have never been on the team if it wasn't for Draymond in the first place. Very true. Kick LeBron right in the dick. Yep. 
Because they would have won that series against Cleveland, and Kevin Durant wouldn't have been able to go there if they won. No. And also, Draymond and Steph and Clay were in the Hamptons meeting with KD and said, we'll give up you know, whatever we have and we want you here. So either way, it's going to be fascinating. Dude, we are, we are like six weeks away from freaking free agency, and I just cannot wait. Yeah, let's just skip right over the finals, why don't we? I mean, I wouldn't mind. It, to I wouldn't be mind either. It's the only sport where you don't care about the championship. All right, we teased this earlier. We got to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. We've done a lot of bashing of your Knicks. We've done a lot of shit talking on the previous pod about the Jets and the Mets. There's a team that's rivaling them for dysfunction, and it's been heading this way for I a think long it's time. Them at this point, it might be. It's been heading this way for a long time. So. Magic Johnson goes on first take and just destroys Rob Polenka on Monday, saying that, you know, it was all betrayal and that he was backstabbing him and telling other people not to listen to Magic. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Obviously, they've got LeBron James and not a whole lot else. They do have the fourth pick, which looked better, which is better than it looked earlier on. They bring in Frank Vogel as head coach. Jason Kidd is. I'm going to call him the incumbent head coach because he's an assistant coach waiting to take Vogel's job. And that's not a knock on Vogel. It's just why would you bring in a personality like Kid to be his assistant unless you had aspirations of him taking over, especially with his connection with, Le- with LeBron from the Olympics. What a fucking shit show. Where do they even go from here? And how do, how do you look at their standing this summer? Doesn't get much better than this. It's pretty hilarious. I don't know. I I don't know anything. It's just crazy that LeBron put himself in this position. It's a damn shame. Second greatest player of all time. His career is down the tubes, my friend. Down the tubes. Apparently, he's already started the recruiting process. For who? Rondo to come back? <laughs> Who's he no, get a couple. This time? Yeah, free agents. I mean, maybe Butler, maybe Joking a Kyrie. More? Let's just say he doesn't get any of those guys. And let's also agree that Gail Benson's not going to trade, allow Anthony Davis to get traded to the Lakers. And they're bargain basement shopping again. I know he's there for non-basketball reasons, but I don't think he wants another Michael Jordan wizard situation. He wouldn't ask for a trade, would he? Oh, yeah. I think he would. Do you? Absolutely. We already talked about this. I think the Lakers are going to go to him if they don't get anybody and say, we want to rebuild, or he's going to go to them and say, you guys want to rebuild, and he'll be a sixer, or he'll be a... I don't know. He's definitely coming back east if he gets dealt, right? Oh, yeah. Where else would he go? The Clippers? (laughs) I mean, there's really nowhere else for him in the West that he's going to want to. Yeah, right. I was going to say that, too. That'd be... That would make my head explode. Honestly, if that happened, I would swear off the the NBA. I would be done. Yeah, you'd kind of have to be. It would just be too much for me. Yeah, you'd kind of have that, to be That'd done. be one where Adam Silver would have to pump the brakes on that one. Yeah. He'd have to pull a, a David Stern. And be yeah, like, because there's not, even any, there's not even anybody that the Warriors could give up in this weird hypothetical trade that would be worth doing it um, if you're the Lakers. So... If they do strike out on these and he doesn't ask for a trade, you're going to have to go the trade route. Now, I don't know what the standing in Oklahoma City is after their first round debacle. 
what if you are the Lakers and you call up Sam Presti in Oklahoma City and say, what's it going to take to get Westbrook? And can we get something done with maybe Alonzo, Akuzma, and the fourth pick? I would do it on both sides. I don't think it'll ever happen just because of how much a staple Russell Westbrook is in OKC. He's the one that stayed, blah, blah, blah. But I would do it in a heartbeat. I think that works so well for both sides. I, I think so, too. I mean, LeBron has to get a co-star, whether it's via free agency or the trade market. But I I think a guy like Westbrook just makes so much sense. And it, it's going to obviously depend on if Oklahoma City wants to give him up. And what's hilarious is I still think they're probably a sixth seed next year. Probably. <laughs> probably. Maybe they get Boogie, too. You never know. But Yeah, Boogie's interesting. I don't know if he's going to come another back thing. and play. The Warriors are playing excellent after losing two of their starters. Yeah, I think it's just a reminder of, again, you're watching Draymond play, and this is how he played before Durant. It just goes to show, and I said this on our, it was either our last pod or the pod before, uh, talking about has there ever been a more selfless team? I don't think there has been. Because you, you, when Curry cuts loose, Thompson, by the way, the fact that Thompson didn't even make third team NBA is complete and utter bullshit. But when you have Curry, Thompson, and Draymond just cutting loose and you have supporting cast members like Livingston and Draymond, uh, Iguodala doing what they do, this team is a well-oiled machine. They can't be stopped. I mean, they play new era basketball better than any other team and it's not even close Durant obviously puts the exclamation point on that with what he can do but they play a lot of iso ball and they kind of stand back and allow each of them to kind of have their nights they all play collectively together when it's just those three as the main guys and then you're working in a Looney and a Quinn Cook and an Iguodala and a Livingston Either way, even a Bogut who's back. Um, I think everybody just forgot how great the Warriors really are. Definitely. Uh, I. It's crazy to think that because they've been to five straight finals and won the last two. But how, great, this that, how great the Warriors' nucleus really is. Because yeah, when definitely. you look back on the Warriors, there's going to be that little two, you know, two or three chapter part of the story that has Durant in it. And obviously he was a focal point winning multiple finals MVPs as we mentioned earlier. But this is Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They're the ones going down. And even to a lesser extent Iguodala. The only teams that I could argue were equally as unselfish were the Spurs. Yeah, that's a good point. Duncan gave up a lot. Robinson gave up a lot. Manu gave up something and as well as Parker. Yep. But and that's why dynasties like that can last so long. I and I don't think, regardless of what happens to the Warriors this summer, I don't think they're anywhere close to done. And they are playing with that real chip on their shoulders, as you said, that real kind of fuck you attitude. Absolutely, man. So uh, this one is about wrapped up as well. The Lakers are a joke, thank God. They're a little bit more of a joke than some of the teams that I'm a fan of. We'll be back again. We have some Thrones porn. Don't know what we're gonna do with that one. Um, But uh, we're going to be running some articles on the website coming up, so check us out, sorrysports.com, and enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend.